Hey, hey. All right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, everybody, Alyssa is standing awkwardly in the studio. Just say something. And just... Something. Now I seriously got chills on that. I hadn't heard that intro song yet. So Alyssa is in the studio because she's bored today. And, yep. and she has not heard that intro to the show. So those of you who are listeners, you know that that intro has been around for about a year. And, uh, <laughs> it has two. No, no, that's from SAS two years ago. Like anyway. And so it, it just goes to prove that my own wife does not listen to my show. And, I do, but you, I hear your wife. Okay. Okay. You don't have a mic. Step away, <laughs> step away from the from the podcast booth area, my dear sweet love. I hope you guys are having a fantastic uh, start of your week. Today is Tuesday. Um, seriously, I can't concentrate with you doing this. Uh, you got to leave. I love you more than anything. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Anyway, all right. We are moving on. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, we run a completely professional operation we do. here um, in this thing. Okay. There is a lot of things to talk about. I have no idea what I'm going to title this. This may this may end up having to be a two parter. I, I don't know. It just depends on how long we get into talking about some of these things. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I I, I, I <laughs> today was the first day I was like, you know what? I'm going to get really back into you know things that are going on because last week we had uh, the anniversary and all this other kind of stuff and. <sighs> it's just a lot, man. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things to talk about. Uh, I, I guess the best way is we're going to go ahead and jump into a sponsor right now, and then we're just going to jump into it. So here we go. All right, let me tell you about Birch Gold, the global upheaval caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the crippling sanctions on Russian trade are showing to have massive, and I mean massive, ripple effects across the world, including right here in the U.S. And it's not just at the gas pump. Food prices are soaring right now. To quote President Biden, with regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. Wow. You write, he should write poetry at this point. Friends, inflation continues to skyrocket as the dollar becomes worth less every single day. Transition some of your nest egg to something of actual worth. Gold and silver from Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered account in gold and silver. Get started now. Text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. So, what are you waiting on? The answer is absolutely nothing. It's free. So text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. Again, there is no obligation to get this info. So go right now and text the word Graham to 989898 now. All right. So first of all, some good news for today. The inflation numbers just released. Um, and it is uh, worse than you could possibly imagine. Nice. Uh, we are now at 8.5% inflation, Ooh. the highest in more than 40 years. It is absolute insanity, and people are predicting it to go to 9 to 10% inflation. 
insane. Absolutely, absolutely crazy. I drive a a diesel truck and down in Florida, there were some places that even this isn't in California. This was Florida. Six dollars a gallon for diesel uh, in in, in Florida, which is which is nuts, man. I, I, you know, it's. um, I, I at this point, I mean, I wish I had some good news for you there, but. Inflation is rising so rapidly that you almost have to feel like it's being done on purpose at, at this point. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy how quickly things, I mean, it's the worst in 40 years. I haven't been alive long enough to remember it being this bad. Yeah. Ever. Um, anyway, okay, moving on. Who cares about Biden? Oh, this was really cool. Um, Black Lives Matter uh, is uh, under attack. Um, and now they're defending a purchase of a $6 million California home with donations. That's right. Black Lives Matter made super uber famous by the George Floyd riots um, is purchasing $6 million homes in California because nothing says caring about the black community, much like purchasing $6 million mansions with donation money in California. Well, they work really hard, so they got to have some place to relax. So let's open this up. Now, this is the New York Post reporting this. This Isn't it Daily Wire and all this other kind of stuff? Let's see what Black Lives Matter is saying about this. Black Lives Matter defended the group's secretive purchase of a swanky oh, excuse me, $5.8 million Southern California home with donated funds vowing to increase transparency which still providing little detail about the eyebrow raising acquisition there have been a lot of questions surrounding recent reports about the purchases uh, of creators house in california what does that mean creators house despite past efforts black lives matter recognizes that there is more work to do to increase transparency ensure transition and leadership are clear adding the left-wing social justice group which turned off replies to its tweet the sprawling 6,500-square-foot Studio City compound, which boasts seven bedrooms and seven bathrooms, a sound stage, music studio, pool, and parking for more than 20 cars, was secretly bought by a shell company in October 2020 connected to Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. So they're not only are they buying it, they're buying it through a secretly shell company uh, while they're not doing it. weird at all. Um, the embattled organization used part of its $90 million donation windfall to purchase the lavish digs, according to explosive reports. To the black community out there that's listening, when you see things like this, does it not anger you does not make you raise just at least some questions i mean i feel like at this point if you still support black lives matter the organization i don't really know if there's a whole lot more for us to talk about yeah uh, you know what i mean like, like there just comes a point in an argument where you just could be like all right i you know <laughs> we're not getting anywhere you know what i mean mm-hmm. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> all right. I, I mean, that's all I have to say. I, I don't want to give too much attention to this horrible organization because that's what they are. Black Lives Matter is a great motto, and I agree with it 100%. Yeah. The same that I agree with White Lives Matter and Hispanic Lives Matter. All and, lives yes, matter. Yes, I agree with it 100%. Of course they matter. 
mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter Inc. Uh, I think is a terrible uh, propagandist organization that does nothing but profit off of the division uh, within our country. And, and so therefore, uh, they're a bunch of frauds. And uh, that's what I believe. Okay, let's move on. Um, let's talk about airplanes for a moment. So for the past year specifically, last year was the first like return to normal year for for most things, most yeah. things, except for federalized public transportation, okay? Even right before uh, the State of the Union address, uh, Congress members no longer had to wear masks and all this other kind of stuff. and um, you had packed out stadium arenas in every sport still to right now. Baseball season has started basketball season, whoever watches basketball. But you know, my point is uh, these stadiums are packed to the brim and and you don't have to wear masks. Masks are optionals, uh, all of this and that. Um, And COVID has gone like, COVID is an endemic now. It's an endemic for the majority of Americans, um, except for airplanes. It's so crazy that airplanes are still, in fact, a lot of conservatives play a game. They play a game. How far can I get into the airport without having to put a mask on? And so conservatives are playing this game. Like they'll show up with no mask and be like, well, I don't have a mask. I don't know what you want me to do. Are you, you going to give me a mask? Cause I don't have one. And a lot of them are getting pretty far in, in, in the airport. And, and I think a lot of it depends on how you look. I, I had a, uh, had a buddy of mine. He was like, yeah, I was playing this game. And in front of me was this big old biker looking dude. And he didn't have a mask and nobody said nothing. To him. <laughs> and he said, it's the second I got up there, they, they were like, where's your mask and this stuff like that. So I think a lot of it, you know, Depends on the vibe so if, you're putting out. If you don't want to wear a mask, just go all thug-like. Yeah, yeah, there we yeah. Go. Just look like you're going to punch someone in the face if they even ask you how your day on the, is going. On the entire drive to the airport, just think about that person that upsets you. Everything, Correct. get a bad attitude. Because science be is affected by your mood, right? And so the vibe that you put off dictates whether or not COVID affects you. Uh, we've had so many <laughs> up and down things. Um what's going on now is apparently like COVID surges are happening again. Anderson Cooper now has COVID. Nancy Pelosi has COVID. Jen Psaki just got over COVID for the third time, despite being triple vaxxed. All of these people. Uh, and then One for every vaccine. Nancy Pelosi tests positive for COVID-19 a day after she was seen kissing Joe Biden's cheek at the uh, confirmation of uh, Justice whatever, uh, Kentisha something Brown or whatever her name is. And then the White House says, well, that's not considered close contact. And all the rest of us are like, what? (laughs) Not that I care. I don't care. I I really don't care. Uh, I think studies are showing now that 95% of Americans have some type of antibody um, you know, natural immunity build against COVID-19. And though, even though COVID-19 is not going anywhere, we're going to be dealing with it for the rest of our lives and our children's lives, et cetera. It's a cold or it can sometimes turn into a bad cold, but for the majority of Americans, 95%, yeah, 
That's what it's going to be. And so nobody really cares. Like they've tried to get it circulating in the news cycle. Nancy Pelosi, test positive. Barack Obama, test positive for COVID-19. And then two weeks later, he's at the White House uh, speaking with Joe Biden. Nobody cares anymore. No one cares except for airplanes. Now, here's the thing. And I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people about the airplane situation. Um, I hate flying, and, I, and, and I'm, I'm getting to, to, to the point here. A clip came out yesterday about flying. Um, I obviously am biased. I hate flying. I've probably flown thousands of times. Hated it every single time. I've never had a good flight, never had a good experience, always had horrible turbulence, or the, the, the cabin loses electricity, or they have to drop 10,000 feet suddenly because they hit another plane's wake. Or we've got some rookie pilot that's training that accidentally takes us into a thundercloud. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. This is real life stuff here. Yeah, I'd be driving over I, that too. If that I to have literally gotten on a plane in Chicago O'Hare to fly to South Carolina. It's a, it's a, it's a, like a out 55 minute flight, and the pilot literally comes on the radio before we take off, and he's like, "There'll be no drink service." Weather's going to be real bad. Buckle up, folks. It's going to be a bumpy one. I swear. <laughs> I swear those were the words that came out of this man's mouth before we take off for the flight. I have never had a good experience ever in my life. I have literally, and somebody has asked, you know, in Iraq, I have literally been on a C-130 and one of the engines was shot out and it's on fire. <laughs> when I am in the C-130 and a lot of people are like, oh, grandma, C-130 can run off of one engine. That's why there's four. I don't care. The engine was shot and it was on fire and I'm in a burning death missile going through the air. I don't like flying. <laughs> okay. Long story short, I don't like it. So when they instituted this mass mandate, this is me being completely honest with you. I don't believe in the mass mandate and I refuse to do it and I refuse mm -hmm. to comply with it. Um, and that's as Christian as I know how to be. And that's as American as I know how to be. You ain't making me do nothing that I don't believe in. I'm not doing it. I, I don't care. I won't go in your building or your restaurant. I realize it's your right to say that kind of thing. If I want to go into Target or whatever it is, I got to wear a mask and blah, 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 which I still didn't. But either way, <laughs> the point is I get it. Private businesses, they can make their own decisions and stuff. Well, I can choose just to Instacart and have groceries brought to my house because public sucks and I'm not <laughs> putting the mask on. But I digress. I have not flown on an airplane since COVID-19 hit and mass mandates have been put on. I have drove probably 100,000 miles in two years. You drive a lot. Because, one, I hate flying. So, yes, full transparency. Here's the Christian in me being honest. Could I get on a plane? I don't know. Maybe. But I always look for an excuse to drive anyway because I hate flying. But I am so anti-mass mandate, I will drive to California before I get on a flight to California. I, do, I will. And I don't care how crazy people think I am hey, about there's it. There's a lot of scenic views on the way. There's a lot of scenic views. You get to see a lot of stuff. And I am so anti-mass mandate that I've had this 
discussion with a lot of people. A lot of people are like, well, Graham, you know, don't you think that's a bit extreme? And I'm like, well, you know, imagine if 50% of people refused to fly until they get rid of, imagine if 10% of people refused to fly anymore until they remove the mask mandates, that the mask mandates would be gone within a week. It's all about money. Because the airlines would lose so much money but people, because you, because people only care about convenience, well, Graham, I mean, that's a 12-hour f- drive as opposed to a two-hour flight. Like, I can't, I can't do that. Well, then they're going to keep doing the mask mandates because we're just going to keep complying and we're going to be good little sheep and good, good little Christians and just, 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 just get on the plane and just don't ruffle any feathers and we're just going to mind our own business and we're going to pray through it. Okay, that stuff. And and this is why. Don't believe me? Okay, this was just yesterday, right? This clip uh, heard here. Listen to this, okay? So for the record, most people don't know that the mask mandates are scheduled to expire next week. Nobody's talking about that, but that is actually true, Mm. right? The mask mandates on federal transportation is set to expire next week. Now, all of a sudden, miraculously, we're having a surge in cases and all this other stuff. And then now they're saying this. Here we go. Let me just ask you, Dr. Jha, does that mean that extending the mask mandate in public transportation is a live option? It's on the table? Yeah, I, I look, this is a CDC decision, uh, and uh, I think it is absolutely on the table. And and Dr. Walensky is going to make uh, her decision based on, on the framework that the CDC scientists create, and, and we'll make a decision uh, collectively based on that. There's no way they're, they're going to let the mask mandate go. There's no way. There's no way. Have you seen what's going on in China right now? Have you seen the stuff? Uh, I think, like what's going on in Hong Kong? Yeah, 120 million people in China right now. 120 million people. That's a third of America. Okay. A third of America are on forced tyrannical lockdowns. They've got videos uh, because because Shanghai is having COVID-19 positives. They're not talking about deaths. They're just talking about positivity rates. And they have locked down a hundred and not like an American lockdown. No, sirree. No. These are you can't leave your homes. You can't go to work. You can't say hi to people. Uh, they are taking away positive children from their parents. Uh, if you are tested, if you test positive for COVID, even if you're asymptomatic, there's videos of them taking their animals and murdering them in the street because their animals may be carrying it. Like we're talking like straight apartheid, like it's horrific. Horrific. They're forcefully taking people from their homes uh, and throwing them into quarantine camps. Uh, I mean, mean, it's absolutely insane what's going on in China right now uh, because I'm telling you, I'm telling you that I'm telling you, there will be a surge of COVID-19 right before the midterm elections. I'm calling it now. I'm telling you what I'm telling you, and it's going to be our responsibility as Christians, our responsibility as free-thinking Americans to simply say no for what is going to happen. That will happen. It will happen. You wait and see. Um, I do not believe that all of these high-profile people are suddenly coming down with COVID again, uh, 
by coincidence. Yeah. It just, it's I, weird. I, I don't believe it at all. Um, but you're also not hearing about any of them. Every single one of them is a picture of them super happy. Like, oh, I tested positive for COVID. I wasn't feeling too great. Thank God I got the vaccine. I've probably had COVID two, two or three more times in the past two years and just haven't known because I didn't test because I don't care. Um, <clears throat> I have not felt good and been legit sick probably two or three more times in the past two years yeah. since I had COVID. It probably was COVID. And here I stand or sit in this booth still. You I, have survived. I don't care. Okay. People get sick. People with children get sick 12 to 15 times a year because your kids get sick 12 to 15 times a year with something. And whatever is a little sniffle for a child turns into a death sentence for parents. I don't know how it mutates <laughs> in such a way. I don't, I don't care anymore. I, I don't care. Um, we have to move on with our lives. Mm -hmm. we, we cannot continue to feed into these panic, fear-mongering things. We cannot do it. Um, let's see. Uh, my buddy Jack Posobiec was uh, kicked off of Twitter, and they finally let him back on. Why was he kicked off of Twitter, you may ask? Uh, because he called Disney groomers. And so, therefore, now it went... Look at the way that things have gone. It went from you couldn't uh, question... COVID, because you know that's questioning science, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you can't, you can't do that because then you're spreading misinformation about life-saving things in science. Then it went from you can't question the election because now you're now now you're inciting you know violence against political officials and all this other kind of stuff. Well, so we got we got to stop that. Then it went from well, you can't talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. Because that's Russian misinformation, even though now we know it's 100% true and it would have landslided the election for Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. But I digress. Now, even though Disney has verbally committed to spending $35 billion, with Not a B, million. billion dollars next year in advertising for their new movies that will always include from this point moving forward transgender gay lesbian lead characters they're going to force this down your children's throat every single day everything that disney makes and i'm not talking about you know disney little princess movies we're talking about pixar disney owns national geographic marvel disney owns marvel disney owns star wars all that stuff every single i want to say they even own espn they now do. yeah everything Everything. Now you can't even speak out against having a problem with Disney because now saying that Disney is allowing grooming of your children is apparently against social media law and you're not even allowed to question a, a movie production company. But yet we can look like terrorist organizations have Twitters. Correct. The Taliban is still tweeting. Literally the Taliban. Uh, Russia is still tweeting as they're in a war with Ukraine. This is this is this is not parody. This is reality. Okay, which again, the whole Ukraine thing's weird. Like Boris Johnson, and, and this is not about Ukraine. I, I honestly, I don't really want to talk about Ukraine. But Boris Johnson, UK's prime minister, posted a video of him walking around with Zelensky around Kiev uh, the other day. I gotta admit, looked pretty calm to me. <laughs> You know, it, uh, uh, 
Boris Johnson and and uh, Zelensky weren't even wearing like any body armor of any kind. They're just walking around. Uh, and Boris is like showing him, you know, around Kiev, and like people are like coming out of their businesses, like and just saying hi. And he's like, I thought this was like a war zone. <laughs> what, what is kind of weird? What is going on? What? And then and then and then there's pictures of Zelensky posing for photo shoots for like Time magazine. And I'm like, I've been to war. OK, I have. I have been to war. Twice. Dose times. And you aren't allowed to walk around nowhere. Unless you were inside, like, the Ford operating base that is guarded by 20-foot-tall barricades and gunners on every corner and, and all this stuff. Like, it's weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. And uh, I don't know. The, the, that whole thing is, is interesting to me. But anyway, back to Disney. So you can't even talk about the indoctrination that is happening with our children. And so I think where we're going to go next is I really want to talk about, oh, first of all, handling of COVID. Uh, real quick, I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this. So since COVID is spiking, now every major outlet in the country is reporting that New York, California failed. This is New York Post, by the way, failed in handling COVID. They had the highest COVID rates, COVID deaths in the country. But now Florida and Texas officially are among the best in how they handle hey. it. It's amazing how that works. Uh, real quick, uh, I told you guys I'd give you a, uh, an update on Elon Musk. <clears throat> so Elon Musk, two things have come out. One, Elon Musk officially declined a board seat with Twitter. And everybody's like, oh, Elon Musk is betraying everybody and da-da-da-da-da. He's not going to do anything. Well, even though I still don't know what Elon Musk's uh, ultimate agenda is with Twitter, what I do know is if he had joined the board, he would be capped at only being able to purchase 14.9% of uh, stock. So he can buy more. Now, because he did not join the board, Elon Musk could, in theory, buy Twitter. In theory, by Twitter, and this has been <laughs> this has been reported by multiple lawyers and everything. Twitter is a publicly owned company, so anyone that is rich enough to buy fifty one percent of the shares of a company, they then own that company. <laughs> like, like, like it'd be nice to like, just have that much money. That's how it works when you go public and your and your company becomes a publicly traded company. All right, and so. Elon Musk is like, <laughs> really, you know, he's like been putting uh, things out. Should there be an edit button on Twitter? Yes, there should be. Uh, he even put out a poll. It's like, should we take the W out of Twitter and turn it into Titter? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was serious. He was like, should we do that? And then, um, and, 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 and he was dead serious when he said this. Um, and then New York Post is also reporting on this. Elon Musk wants to turn the Twitter HQ into a homeless shelter because nobody shows up to work anyway. They're all working from home. There's nobody in the building. He's like, why don't we just turn Twitter HQ <laughs> into a homeless shelter? Because literally nobody is there ever, 
ever. No one's there. And, and so hey, he's making life fun for all of us right now. With some I, interesting news. Again, I don't know what's going to happen there. There's a lot of people who's like, ooh, Elon could put Donald Trump back on Twitter. I think we're a long way from that. Like Elon Musk has to make the decision to legit buy Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, th- there's no way that happens. In fact, Twitter responded to even the rumors about it. There's like, there's no way that we're going to let Donald Trump back on Twitter. And I don't know. Uh, so, so we'll see what happens there. But now I want to get into the bulk of this message. And, and, and this might take a while. And so, like I said, I don't know if this, this is probably going to be a two-parter because I feel like we've already talked a while already and we haven't even really got <laughs> to, to the real stuff yet. Uh, but before we do that, got to get into a spot. All right, guys, listen up. I've got some inside information on the meat industry. We could be seeing a huge spike in meat prices soon because of the price of wheat and corn. No, I've not confused beef with grains. I'm from Mississippi. I know the difference. Trust me. The truth is more than half the cost of a cow is in the food it eats. So when grain and corn go up, guess what? So does your steak. Wheat prices have hit an all-time high of $12.09 a bushel. You may not know what a bushel is, but if wheat costs that much, imagine how much a steak will. Don't lose out on your favorite cuts. You can secure a fair and affordable price with Good Ranchers on all your meats. They deliver 100% American meat straight to your door, and when you subscribe with them, they lock in your price. That's right. As long as you're a subscriber, it doesn't matter how much meat goes up. Your price is locked in forever. All you got to do is go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham and use my code Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, for $30 off, plus your lock-in for live if you subscribe today. Again, all you got to do is go to www.GoodRanchers.com slash Graham and enter my promo code Graham for $30 off and... If you subscribe, it will lock your price in no matter how much Biden tries to screw the economy up. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham today. Okay, all right. So what I want to talk about in depth is I want to talk about our children. I want to talk about teachers. uh, I want to talk about uh, transgenderism and suicide. And then last but not least, I want to talk about fatherhood in America. And so, like I said, all of those topics may take quite a while. That's a lot of topics. Um, and, and we're going to approach this from what's actually happening in our society and in our culture. Uh, my biblical perspective of how things go. Um, and, and we're just going to talk about how, just, just what is literally happening. Um, so I decided today... Because at the forefront right now is the LGBTQIA plus Disney, all this stuff, the don't say gay bill and everything. It's it is it is thrusted to the forefront of everybody's attention. The sexualization and perversion of our children. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. It's perversion of our children. And it's evil. It, It is absolutely unequivocally evil. The end. And, and, and I don't, I, I, on that principle, as an American and as a Christian, I do not care what your defense is. I don't care how you try to spin it. I don't care. 
you know we actually live in a society that that is actually a job, a spin, a spin person. Like that's actually their job. Uh, we live in a society now where no one takes responsibility for anything anymore. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's always um, someone else's fault. I got a ticket. Well, I didn't get a ticket. I got pulled over the other day because um, I was speeding. Uh, I mean, I was. I just, I, I got a, I got a problem. I, you know, I see that sign and I automatically add ten to it. That's just what I do. I feel that. And so I got pulled over by a police officer, and uh, you know, full transparency because I believe in being honest. Eighty percent of police know who I am. I would say is probably a good number these days. Yeah. Uh, there's very few police officers that pull me over that have no clue who I am, <laughs> good or bad, <laughs> you know, but, but, but there, you know, there's, it's, I have only had, I can't remember the last time I got pulled over and they didn't at least like, had I seen you on the internet before? Like, you know, like they might have, yeah. they may not know specifically like you're Graham Allen, but they'll be like, haven't I seen you somewhere before? Um, anyway, so I get pulled over. I'm speeding. I'm speeding legit, like 17 miles over the speed line. I'm speeding legit. And, nice, uh, you know, nice. 62 and a 45, you know, kind of thing. All right. Uh, anyway, um, he pulls me over. He's like, um, you know, he asked for my license, registration, I hand it to him. He goes, Mr. Allen, do you know why I pulled you over? No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't even ask me that. He just jumped right to it. Mr. Allen, I got you going 62 and a 45. Uh, you know, this is a very, very uh, uh, populated uh, road here. Uh, any reason for the speeding today? And, um, you know, and they ask that question, I get, you know, because sometimes people have a legitimate reason why they're speeding. They're trying to get to the hospital, their wife's in labor, you know, I mean, yeah. sometimes people got a legit reason like, Hey, I dude, life's in the line. I'm blowing through this thing right now. Um, but I did not have one of those <laughs> <laughs> and I could have, I could have, I could have done the, the, the me thing. And, and what I mean by that is I could have said, I could have spun it. If I wanted to actually, sir, the only reason I'm, you know, I, I'm not from here. This was in Texas. I'm not from here. I, you know, you see my license, South Carolina. Uh, I didn't know that it changed. I'm actually on my way to go uh, speak at a men's breakfast at a church right now. We're trying to help, you know, with fatherlessness and, uh, you know, we're trying to help with men taking back responsibility to church. You know, we're trying to save souls here. And, uh, you know, I I could have spun it is what I'm getting at. <laughs> you, could, you could have milked it a little bit. I could have milked it a little bit. By the, bit. by the way, I have a charity organization that helps first responders and veterans. Do you need help? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, do you, do you happen to know anybody that needs anything? I could have spun it, but I didn't. I just told him straight out. I'm like, sir, I got no excuse. Truthfully, I didn't see the sign, but I, you know, probably knew I was going faster than I should have been in the first place. I got no excuse for it. And I just let it, I just let it sit. <clears throat> and he ended up giving me a warning uh, because he saw my, uh, not because I'm famous, uh, but because this guy actually uh, didn't know who I was. I tell that first part to say this guy was one of the 20%. He had no clue who I was, but he saw my military tattoos. Strategically, I got it on my left arm. Because that's the arm that they see when they come to the window. Did you do that on purpose? I did. I put the military stuff on my left arm because a lot of cops are vets. <laughs> and so immediately they see the staff sergeant rank and everything on my arm the second they get up to the window. And so that is genius. And so so <laughs> so he was like, How long were you in? I said, I did twelve years. He was like, and then and then you know, we get into a conversation. He's like, Look, man, you gotta slow down. Uh, you know, but that, you know, I'm going to give you a warning this time, you know, you got to slow down. 
Uh, and, and, and obviously we work with a lot of cops through the foundation and most cops will tell you, they're like, look, man, we don't like giving people speeding tickets. The speeding ticket quota is a lie. I can officially tell you that. Cause I know this for a fact. That's a lie. That's not real. Okay. It's not real. Maybe in like super mega organizations or super rural organizations that literally have nothing else to do, but write tickets. Maybe yeah. that's like a thing. Uh, but like I, I've literally been in the new trainee classes with new deputies and stuff. And they'll tell you, if you want to write tickets, go join the highway patrol. Like, like, you know, we ain't got time for that here. And, and anyway, most cops will tell you, they're like, look, man, we get it. People are running late. They're trying to get to work. We got it. Nine times out of 10, <laughs> if you just tell us the truth and all your stuff checks out, like you got your insurance and all this stuff, nine times out of 10, if you just honest with us, you know, we're people too. Like we get it, you know, kind of thing. It's like, it's when you try to try to weasel your way out of it. We're like, all right, well, you're getting a ticket, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so but I, that's been my experience. Maybe some of you have different, uh, let me know, Graham at DearAmericanMedia.com. Uh, let me know how much you hate tickets. Anyway, um, I say all that to say we live in a society now where people have literal jobs to spend things for people when they know that they've done wrong, they've been caught. And instead of admitting it, taking responsibility for what they do, it being wrong, they hire people whose entire company is based around spinning it to where you never have to accept responsibility at all anymore in any way. That's, that's a, not good. That's a real job in our society. Okay. I, I, and, and, and I just, before we go down this rabbit hole of our kids and what's going on with the teachers, et cetera, I just want you to think about that for one second. There are companies making millions of dollars a year whose sole purpose in life is to lie. <laughs> that's their, that's their job is to lie or spin things in a direction that makes it appear as though like my, I say my speeding story for a reason. No matter how I tried to spin it, I was speeding. Yeah. No matter what, no, no matter, no matter what excuse I would have had, I still was speeding, which is illegal and against the law, right? Mm -hmm. You don't go to jail for spinning, uh, spinning, speeding, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know why you would go to jail for spinning either, but either way, um, but the point is, no matter how I would have spun it, I still had done something wrong, right? So why not just admit it, man? Yeah, you know, sir, you got me, man. You know, sometimes I even heard one person say, sir, I saw the speed limit, but if I'm being honest, I didn't see you. <laughs> and, and the cop was so, the cop thought that was so funny. He was like. I got, man, here's your license back. I got, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, uh, but, but we live in a society now where no one takes responsibility for their actions. Nobody takes responsibility for evil anymore. Nobody takes uh, responsibility for wrong. And that's why I want to talk about this attack going on with our children and our teachers. So first of all, before we jump into teachers, I found this horrific. Uh, thing. I don't know who these people are on Twitter, but I'm just going to take you through this Twitter feed here. Um, there is a children's book out. Um, this person tweeted this. 
and then I'll tell you. So this children's book is called What's an Abortion Anyway? No. It's a children's book. It's a children's book. Um, and this person tweeted, wait, I, I guess she's talking about her daughter. It's a picture of her holding the book and her daughter's in the background asleep on a bed. And this person tweeted, wait till she finds out this has been our family's bedtime story on our vacation this week as my niece, oh, her niece, my niece loves this book and reads it to her little sister every night. And then she says, our family was created by abortion, adoption, and parenting decisions. I love our family. I don't know how you create a family by abortion. Abortion destroys. Uh, but, But I digress. Anyway, then she goes on and she shows uh, pictures inside the book. And it says, and she says, I love talking to kiddos about repro stuff, reproduction stuff, including abortion. But I know not everyone has the words for it. This book is super cute and thoughtful in the way it explains pregnancy and abortion and is a great help. For you to start the convo with your littles. Why does she love talking to kiddos about reproduction stuff? That, that's, that's pretty weird. And, and then she gives a link to it. So let's go to the link. I haven't gone to the link yet. It's called whatsanabortionbook.com. So you can go check this out yourself if you don't believe me. Whatsanabortionbook.com. Okay, here's a description of it. Order today. What's an abortion anyway is a medically accurate, non-judgmental, and gender-inclusive resource for young folks about abortion care. In this book, you'll learn about what an abortion is, some of the reasons people have abortions, and a few of the ways people might feel about their abortions. Why is this book important, and who is behind it? Abortion can be a difficult topic to broach among adults, let alone children. Why would we be having a conversation about abortion with children? And people are like, oh, well, teenagers get abortion all the time. That's not what this says. This don't say teenagers. This says children. Do you know any children that need an abortion? No, there's no reason for them to learn about them. First of all, you don't need an abortion in the first place. But second, what children are getting abortions? And some of you are going to be like, oh, my God, Graham, some some 13-year-olds can get pregnant and they're raped and blah, blah, blah. But we're not talking about your point zero 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 one percent of abortion cases. We're talking about the other reality of the 99.9%. Let's see here. Uh, as abortion doulas, we know how important it is to ensure that everyone has the resources they need to have intentional, compassionate, and non-judgmental conversations about abortion care with the young people in their lives. To our knowledge, there are currently no published books in the U.S. that use the word abortion for children under the age of 13. Why? Parents, caretakers, and providers need and deserve a non-judgmental gender-inclusive, and medically accurate resource to use this in their discussions. Ooh, meet the author. Oh, here we go. Who's the author? Oh, are you ready? Go for it. Talk about an oxymoron. Here we go. Carly Maines. Of course, it's a Carly. No offense to anybody that's named Carly, but you know. (laughs) Uh, Her pronouns are she, her, is a white, queer, of course, Jewish, full-time spectrum doula from New York. That's like a riddle. 
queer Jewish full-time spectrum doula. That's a lot. Mm. Carly has been a practicing abortion doula for over six years, supporting more than 2,000 individuals doing their in-clinic procedures. So this woman has helped 2,000 murders. Wow. I mean, let's call it what it is. This, this person has aided and abetted 2,000 murders. And we're praising this person. Okay. All right. Uh, that's just the start of this. I, I just wanted you to be aware that these things, did you go to the website? You, uh, you no, I was it? trying to find, I was trying to find more information on Carly. Well, you can go to what's an abortion, uh, book.com. What's an abortion book.com. And you can read all about this stuff. We're not making this stuff up folks. This is real. This is what's going on in our world. Um, but they have a media kit that you can get with it too. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, and, and so this is what's being pushed on our kids. Not our teenagers, our kids. Teenagers still should not be pushed towards abortion. But either way, we're talking about children. Remove everything else. We're talking about kids. Anyway, this has turned into a bit longer than I thought it was going to be. And I figured it would be this. So, so we have to stop here. So make sure to share this episode and listen to part two that is coming up right after this because there's just so much stuff to talk about we can't fit it all into one episode thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast make sure to share this with your friends your family share it through text messages etc leave us a review give us five stars we'll see you all again literally in five seconds when you click the next episode bye